Good morning. My name is Father Glenn Sudano, and I am considered a distinct privilege for me to be offering the homily today for our dear father and friend and brother, uh, Father Andrew Apostoli. And um, I'm not sure if I know some of you were here for the eulogies last night, and if uh, perhaps you missed it, perhaps you may be able to go to the Friars website and be able to see them because they were actually very, very beautiful. Um, and uh, including or uh, concluding with uh, Michael, uh, Father Andrew's brother, and each one got up and offered something of a, of a wonderful insight into a most wonderful man. It was a little bit problematic for me is because I had my homily in my mind and everyone got up and I said, oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that. I said, oh, I was going to say that. You know? <laughs> now what? <laughs> But they didn't say everything because two things, uh, they, two things, they did not talk about peanut butter. <laughs> Father Andrew liked peanut butter. And there was absolutely no mention of pinhead. <laughs> now those who are laughing here know about pinhead is because Father Andrew loved telling the stories from the past uh, and um, uh, especially there's a story about his childhood friends. He was not terribly bright. They called him Pinhead. And uh, evidently there was some, uh, he had this idea that he was going to take a, a, a seal a barrel and light a fire underneath it. And Father Andrew just loved explaining the story of watching the barrel expand under the heat. And then at some particular time, and all the sisters and friars were waiting for this line, Father Andrew would say, Everybody duck! <laughs> and of course, every time he told the story, we laughed not so much at the story which we heard of, as because we were laughing at Father Andrew, who was taking delight in the story once again. <laughs> but you know what? I want to, as Pinhead may represent in some way a the society that we're living in, which sort of says everyone, everybody duck. But Father Andrew and people like him say everyone look up. Everyone look up. Every time we had a solemnity, let's say it was Christmas or Easter or especially the professions, especially the sisters, Father Andrew, I waited for him. He said the same thing. After the opening greeting, he says, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. And when you look at the picture of Father Andrew, take a look at the picture of Father Andrew. Father Andrew had an award-winning smile. I don't know whether he practiced it in the mirror, but he just had this great, he was so photogenic, every picture you took of him, he just came out great. And thank you, Roseanne, for taking the picture of Father Andrew, which we see here, and also on the beautiful cards that everyone has. Last evening, especially during the eulogies, uh, a number of names were brought up um, of holy people, 
uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, uh, Fulton Sheen, oops, that, that was a joke, Walter, Walter Chizak, Father Benedict. And what, did, what do they have in common? These were people, men and women, who looked up. They didn't look at life. They looked up. And I know that this is the work of the enemy. Most people think that the, when we picture the devil that he has a pitchfork. He does not have a pitchfork. A magnifying glass. A magnifying glass which he puts in front of some defect, of some issue, whatever it might be, and he puts in front of this small defect, defect and makes it big. And then keeps pointing at it, keep pointing at it, keep pointing at it, and talking about it, and finally the person now gets distressed, then depressed, and then fall into despair, and maybe even death is because it's looking at the small and making it very big. Holy men and women and even children, children of Fatima, they saw the big picture. They looked up. They didn't look at. And this is a lesson for all of us, to look up and see the big picture. We don't hear too much of this word today, souls. Years ago, when they counted people in a parish, they would say there's a certain amount of souls were here. Now, now you say soul, people think it's, well, soul food. <laughs> or maybe this person has a lot of soul, has something to do with the personality. But not this reality that everyone that we see in this church, everyone that is watching on the, on the internet, Everyone has an immortal soul, and everyone is going to live forever, and ever, and ever. We forget this, that we have a soul. And there's only two places where the soul is going to live forever, and ever, and ever. Eternal light, or eternal darkness. It's not a happy thought. But it's a reality which we forget that we're only here for a certain amount of years and then we have to go. Today there's so much, too much talk about sadness, but where, where do we find the happiness to, to, to keep going? Well, we have to set our roots down somewhere to be fed with something Psalm number one. Don't worry, I won't go through 150, just one. <laughs> Happy the man who does not follow the counsel of the wicked, nor go to the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of scoffers. Rather, the law of the Lord is their joy. God's law they study day and night. They are like a tree planted near streams of water that yields its fruit in due season, its leaves never wither, and whatever they do prospers. When we speak of holy men and women, we're speaking about men and women that they have their roots 
In fact, they're very humble people. Their head is not in the clouds. They're very, very down to earth. In fact, they're very humble. The very word humus, as we most all of us know, means, means the earth or the ground. And how often we spoke about Father Andrew's simplicity, his humanity. There was nothing highfalutin about him at all. But his feet were firmly on the ground. Unless someone made a great football play or a home run, huh? Then he stood up. Where do we find this water, this living water? Where is it? Where, where did these holy people find it? Ezekiel, some of you may know the story about Ezekiel has this vision and the, there's a trickle of water coming from the temple and the angel or the mysterious person sort of is, is measuring, measuring out and the prophet is sort of, sort of sloshing through with his, his ankle deep and then he's sort of wading through knee deep and then it becomes, it becomes a river. And it says in verse 12 from the chapter 47 in Ezekiel, Along both banks of the river, fruit trees of every kind shall grow. Their leaves shall not fade, nor the fruit, their fruit fail. Every month they shall bear fresh fruit, for they shall be watered by the flow from the sanctuary. Their fruit shall serve for food, and their leaves for nourishment. It's from the temple sanctuary that the living waters flow. And this is, we might say, is the secret, or maybe not the secret of the saints. See, the, the church is a saint-making machine. The church is a saint-making machine. is because what anyone truly sets their, their lives deeply in the heart of the church, the water, the life-giving water from the sanctuary, from the tabernacle, flows out like a trickle. But then it feeds the trees, namely the people, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. This is what we see. Look at the picture of, of Father Andrew. Listen to these words as you look at the picture of Father Andrew. These are the fruits of the Spirit. In fact, he often wrote about the Holy Spirit, a number of books about the Holy Spirit. Love. Joy. Peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Do we not see this man like a tree bearing these fruits in due season? And it even says in this vision that the trees, their leaves were used for medicine. Father Andrew, as with other holy people, have a healing presence. You go before them and you feel better just being in their presence. Nourishing fruit and the healing presence. My brothers and sisters, yes, 
joy. This comes from not looking at life, certainly not focusing in on the faults of another, even one's own failings and faults. It's pulling the camera back. It's seeing everything. Indeed, it's seeing everything. It's seeing eternity. And when the eternity is the backdrop, everything falls into proper place. And things that we think are so important may not be that important. Like sickness or death, cancer, whatever it may be. Paul says, what can separate us from the love of Christ Jesus? Yes, there's a tendency at these times to canonize a person. And maybe that day will come. But now is a time not necessarily for inspiration, but for provocation. The saints... The holy people, canonized or not, we don't care, but they provoke us to become the people that God has created us to be. If there was, we heard that there was some person somewhere in some far country that could flap their arms really hard and fly, if there was one person that could flap their arms and fly, all of us would say, maybe I could do that. Now, admittedly, some of us may need to work out with some weights. (laughs) And some of us may have to lose some weight. (laughs) But it means that we have the potential. If one person can do it, we can all do it. And so when we see a man like this, his branches heavy, laden with sweet and delicious fruit that we enjoyed every time we came into his presence, if The Holy Spirit was at work in him. Why is it not at work in us? And so, brothers and sisters, here's the provocation and here's the challenge. They were called to sanctity. We're called to grow. We're called to become people that God has created us to be. And this is why we ask for the intercession of the saints, that they will help us. Now is the time not to look at, but to look up. To look up at the mountain of the Lord. To look at his temple on high. To look up at his tabernacle. To look up at the cross. To look up at his mother. Father Andrew looked up, and his life is a provocation and an inspiration for us to do the same. So let us ask, most especially, the Holy Mother of God, to grant us the grace 
which she had in full, that sweet, life-giving water which enables us to bear fruit unto eternal life. Let us ask for her inspiration, or for her prayers and protection, so that what we have witnessed with our own eyes in the life of this wonderful man, that others may see the same in us. Let us look up and see heaven, the reward of a well-lived life ahead of us. Father Andrew, we promise to pray for you, and please pray for us. May Christ be praised. <clears throat>